Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss hello this is bob shoy and you are about to listen to a very special episode of weird tales which has been a long time in the making um and actually as of the release of this has been recorded for quite a while it's sort of been sat in my pocket and i've been chipping away at the edit but now you can finally hear it it's um a special episode which I'm out and about on. So you, as you know with these out and about ones, uh, there is a little bit of uh, a noise issue. I can't do anything about background noise on these things. So there are a few times uh, near the beginning where there's construction noise in the background. Don't worry, if it's doing your head in, it does go away after a while because we're moving around quite a lot. And also later in the episode, uh, there's a little bit of like wind noise but it, it does sort of go away. It doesn't hang around for the whole duration. So stick with it. And it, it does pass. Um, I think they're the main things. I really hope you enjoy this episode, uh, which I think by the time this comes out will be episode 201 or so. Uh, again, this is Bob in the past recording this stuff. Anyway, I really enjoyed doing this one. And um, thank you very much to my special guest who joined me for this one, who you're going to hear in one moment. And I hope you enjoy listening to it too. It's a longie. Here we go. Welcome to Weird Tales and the Unexplainable. My name is Emma Apps, and with me... Not as always, but for now, is Bob Shoy. Say hi, Bob. Hi, Bob. And today, (laughs) we are taking a deep, dark dive into Victorian England. And we will be discussing Jack the Ripper. (laughs) That was masterfully done. And you know what's going to be fun as well? No one's going to be expecting it. No, and it will now cut to me at the station. Yeah. From well, at the beginning of the episode, saying I'm waiting for Emma at the station. <laughs> so get ready for that now. You're going to go back in time because you recorded this bit right at the end. At the end. Hello, welcome to the United Kingdom. Hi everyone. I've just arrived in Whitechapel, in London, to meet up with someone special, and uh, they said. Meet me outside the station at just after 10. And it's just after 10, so I'm keeping my eye out for them. 
and uh, let me try and catch our first ever in-person meeting on audio I think I just spotted them let's go and have a look Hello. <laughs> How are you? Hiya. Oh. Nice to meet you in person for the first time. That is crazy. <laughs> I feel like it's not much of a meeting because we've actually spoken so, <laughs> so much. So many times. How's your hand? Uh, it's alright, it looks better, doesn't it? Yeah. It looks just like a plaster. I can't actually yeah. do much with it. I can move my other fingers now at least, which is good. Oh, right. <laughs> Let's get cracking. Have you done all your uh, research? And yeah. Stuff? You've done more than me? Yeah. Yeah, good. I feel like I'm uh, so my personal tour guide. This is where we are, and this is where we need to go. Oh right, so we're like right Literally there, basically. Right there. Okay. Which is why I said about meeting here. Right. So bear with. No <laughs> worries. I should probably actually uh, say what we're doing before we just start doing it. Yeah. So I put fresh batteries in. I cleared <laughs> the memory card. We're all good to go. We're good. Waving this in your face That's fine. when we're talking because it gets noisy in yeah. London. And um, sometimes I have to get right up in your face. Right up in your grill. <laughs> yeah. Do people look at you really weird? When I'm recording? Yeah. People look at me really weird anyway, I'm right, it's fine. Four minutes. <laughs> four minute walk, wow, we've got a lot to cram in yeah. in four minutes. Should we stay here for a minute? Yeah, come on then, let's sit here. So it's gonna be, the only thing I'm a bit concerned about is I've only really got one working hand. That's fine. And uh, so it depends if it rains, I've got my brolly. <laughs> but if it does, I'm like, okay, I've got we'll an umbrella, a, a recorder, and my notes. Yeah. And I've got one hand to balance all three of those we'll things. Be fine. So I can hold the recorder. If, it, if, I, if I hand this, if I need to hand this to you, yeah. just point it and speak into it. these bits. Yeah, it's, it's not that complicated. Um, I was recording all that, so that's a good show <laughs> to the episode, isn't it? They'll like that. Um, I'm gonna try and like sneak in some Simpsons quotes if I can, just for old time's do sake. It, do yeah. it. I nearly wore a Simpsons t-shirt today, <laughs> but I was like, nah. Whenever I'm recording for Weird Tales out and about, you I make, to, make sure like, I'm wearing wear wearing my own merch, shamelessly. That's so funny. Uh, so I'm sat at Whitechapel Station, and uh, I'm with a very special guest. This is like the third of like a London trilogy, and I've had a different mm. guest on each one. Because I did the first one, I did Weird London with James Stein, my cousin. I did Macabre London with Nikki Druce of the Macabre London podcast. And this is the third one. We're talking about, Emma, I'll let you tell us what we're talking about and introduce yourself, even though I just said your name. <laughs> Hello, I'm Emma Apps. Some of you may know me already as the co-host of the 4 and one more Simpsons podcast. Yes. Um, today, we are going to be talking about Jack the Ripper. Whoa. And this is a biggie. This is like, we've been wanting to do this for so long. And, um, sorry about the train noise, everyone. Might just wait for that to pass a little bit. <laughs> there we go. Um, it's all atmospheric, isn't it? So, to put this in time a little bit, listeners, um, people know that I've injured my hand and I can't work. So, this is um, me taking, making the most of a bad situation. I was like, right, while I'm off, I'll come down here, I'll visit <laughs> my dad. And I'll finally record about Jack the Ripper. So uh, we've here we actually are. been speaking about this for about two years. Yeah, and like literally years. And as a podcast, we've been talking about doing it for like seven years. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm glad we can finally do it. Uh, so this is. Well, I don't know when this is going to go out, but it's recorded before we record episode 200. 
but after I've injured my hand, but it's probably gonna come out after episode 200. Cool. Uh, yeah. August 2023. Yeah, at some point it'll be out. At some point. Yeah. Beef's on holiday, so I don't know when we're recording 200. But, and yeah, we're talking about when Jack the Ripper. Be- when, beef's when, when Beef gets back. We're talking about Jack the Ripper. We're going to go to the famous locations of his victims. Yeah. Um, listeners, if you don't know Jack the Ripper, <laughs> <laughs> he's a bloke who went and ripped people. Do you, <laughs> do you have any sort of like background with Jack the Ripper at all I did a bit of research and that's it no I've got I've got hang on yes please so just a little background from me I have been obsessed with Jack the Ripper for most of my life um I don't know why um I literally don't know why but yeah ever since I was a kid I've just found it like fascinating and I think it's been like my window to the true crime world um, I've also been, I'm a bit of a history nerd, I've also been a bit obsessed with like Victorian London and Victorian history. Um, I have previously done the Jack the Ripper walk-in tour, so I've kind of done this walk a few times before, but uh, yeah, so that's my background really. I'm a self-confessed Ripperologist. <laughs> Good, because I don't, I don't, I really don't know a great deal. Um, I have made a few notes myself um, of the the canonical murders and stuff but I'm sure you can give me more information yeah I did a little bit of research onto the identity the other victims aside from the non-canonical ones yeah where the name came from the letters the famous yeah. letters and the whole royal conspiracy side of it oh as my well. god I love that yeah me too <laughs> that's my favourite I mean I think it's the least likely yeah but, but it's, it's fun, my favourite it's my favourite it's, it's my favourite and um, to be a little bit controversial the person who they think is the most likely victim is my least favourite uh, sorry my li- sorry the most likely suspect is my least favourite suspect right. if that makes sense and we'll come to that yeah. as we go right yeah. so all that stuff We'll, we'll get, cover we'll get there. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Shall we go? Let's go. Let's wander off to um, the first. Um, okay. The first murder. So we're at Whitechapel location. Station, and the first victim um, is the location's a four-minute walk, so we haven't got long. Right. It's not far. Anyway, nice to meet you, Emma. Yeah, you too. <laughs> I, I feel like I've known you forever. I, saw, I, said, I said, to, said to Dad this morning, he was like, well, who is this person? I said, well, to be fair, I've recorded like 30 podcasts of her or something, so <laughs> we never just actually like ne- never met in person. Mid, early to mid-30s, your dad is still like, who is this woman you're meeting <laughs> in Whitechapel? <laughs> Some weirdo. How often do you brush, Ralph? Three times a day, sir. Why must you turn my office into a house of lies? You're right. I don't brush. <laughs> I don't brush. Let's look at a picture book. The big book of British smiles. <laughs> That's enough. That's enough. Nice bit of atmospheric... Uh, <laughs> Drilling. Drilling. <laughs> Uh, it's not a chainsaw <laughs> hacking down another victim. No, we're near a construction site, but this is uh, Derwood Street, is it? Mm-hmm. And this is... Can I 
take a crack at the name. This yeah. is uh, Marianne Nichols. Yeah. Died 31st of August 1888. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Not 1998. <laughs> 1988. <laughs> <laughs> this is the year I was born. Um, so tell me about Marianne Nichols, Emma. Um, so just before I tell you a little bit about her, I think we should kind of set the scene a little bit. Right. So in, Aside from the construction site. Apart from that, yeah. So in 1888, the East End was an the only way you can describe it is like a slum of London. Right. And it was sort of said to have been one of the poorest cities in the whole of Europe. Like, this area of London was just the pits. Right. Is it um, what they would call a shithole? Literally a shithole. <laughs> and it had a really high population of Jewish and Irish immigrants... Um, which kind of will come up a little bit later as yeah, well. Yeah. But um, basically, everyone that lived around here was just really, really poor. And a lot of the people that lived here used to prostitute themselves just to make ends meet. A lot of people around here were also really heavily reliant on alcohol as well. So a lot of them, people just walking around all hours of the day and night, just absolutely smashed on is, gin. I was going to say, is this the year where everyone was drinking gin? Yeah, yeah. literally, okay. yeah. A bit like last year. Talked, <laughs> I talked about that a little bit with Nikki when we did the macabre one. Uh, the whole mother's ruin, yeah. everyone hooked on gin. So in London stuff. the first victim, she was like the definition of... A typical East End woman. She was she a um, strumpet. She was <laughs> she was a strumpet. Yeah, I love that word. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, so basically, she just was completely obsessed with getting drunk because it would numb the pain of a horrible little life that she lived. Right. We've all been there. We've all been there. Yeah. Um, and yeah. So I've got some notes here. So. Uh, is this like three. notes of how she was found, yeah, the, so state, the whole state of it? The whole state of it. So <laughs> at 3.40am on Friday the 31st of August 1888, um, Nichols um, was found by a passerby just slumped up against a wall. Right. He walked past her and thought that she was just white girl wasted and yeah. just was just drunk. And Again, like just, you're going to see yeah. that around this time, aren't you? Yeah, so he just walked, kind of walked past her, then... He walked back in the opposite direction and thought, hang on, that she's still there, it doesn't look right. So um, he kind of approached her and he noticed that she had been like completely slashed. So he went away to try and find someone else to come and help and he brought someone else to the scene and they noticed that she had been completely like cut to pieces. Um, her neck had been cut so far down that it kind of like touched her spine Ooh. which is grim like but that's not even like one of the worst she'd been ripped yeah completely ripped uh, I wrote her throat was severed by two deep cuts one of which completely severed the tissue down to her vertebrae mm. I'm just waiting for some people to walk past oh, is, this bit. Bit <laughs> her vagina had been stabbed twice Ooh. and the lower part of her abdomen was partially ripped open by deep jagged jagged wound causing her bowels to protrude oh i mean i just feel nice, like i know it was probably really dark but i just feel like how would you have not noticed that the first time you walk past do you know what i mean see, see, see all sorts <laughs> don't you <laughs> but i guess like there would have been no electricity so everything would have been like candlelight 
yeah. so I guess and it's like the middle of the night would it have been them little um, gaslight things yeah. would it have been them yeah those like people would have come round and like I think there was an actual job where people would just go around and like light lamps yeah yeah basically. lamp lighter yeah um, <laughs> so yeah that's um, that's not cool no <laughs> So yeah, he so he. And that's went not the worst got, victim, is it? That's no, this is actually quite tame. <laughs> um, in a way, it's just kind of lucky. It's just kind of lucky, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, so she was just a very typical sort of. I think she was middle-aged. Um, she was kind of like in her mid-thirties. Um, oh, whoa, whoa, hang on a minute. I'm in my <laughs> mid-thirties. Yeah, but you're not Victorian English, oh, are okay. you? Victorian like, middle-aged yeah, is different. Thank yeah. you. Just trying to be nice. Save that one. You really <laughs> saved that one then. But um, yeah, so this was the first one. And I think people weren't shocked to find a dead body because I think it was quite yeah. common. But what they were shocked about is how much she was like cut up. Like the brutality like, of brutality it. The brutality of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like she used the... It was used disemboweled, which I love because... Mm-hmm. Every time I hear that word, I always I know think of Sideshow Bob. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Disengut. <laughs> I don't like the word disembowel. Gut him. I like that bowel sound. <laughs> <laughs> you knew, guys, that we could not get through this podcast without a couple of Simpsons references in there, and that was our first of no, many. That was well snuck in, yeah. Well done. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so pretty grim. <laughs> so I think that that was why there was so much attention towards it, even though it wasn't uncommon to see someone that had been murdered I think it was just the brutality of it that kind of made it yeah made it pretty it was a one-off if, it, if they saw it as a one-off which yeah. they would have at that time yeah because it was the only one um then they probably just thought something happened here yeah you know yeah do you have anything someone else had a bit of a barney um hold that a second <laughs> thank you <laughs> I'm, I'm also this, this Bob's is, hand I'm today. This is me mobile compared to last week. This is <laughs> I can actually move my fingers. It's amazing. Um, I can turn pages. I'm not allowed to lift anything heavier than a, a mug. It's my <laughs> limit. It's what I'm told. Don't grip and don't lift anything higher than a mug. I can do that. Yeah. Grip, grip. Oh, bless you. Um, one thing I sort of will mention is, um, if you talk about Jack the Ripper, there are what's known as the Canonical Five. And these are five victims who are believed to have been murdered by the same person however some people do think that there could be up to 11 victims but because of the variety of ways that they died or their ages and things like that they're not believed to be completely jack the ripper victims they could be murdered by other people but there are five canonical victims and she is the first of which yes um, there are a number of other victims that they say this might have been, yeah. but there's not enough evidence and they're not sure. And most people think probably wasn't. No. Um, but I'll, I'll talk about them later. I was going to talk about like where the name came from, yeah. Jack the Ripper. Yeah. But I think we'll wait a bit because wait it's, a bit, yeah. it was a little while. It wasn't after this first murder that yeah. that name started getting bandied around yet. Yeah. One thing that I will mention at this point is um, when people talk about serial killers, they normally mean... Um, people who have killed more than three people for several years however when we're talking about the canonical five and the Jack the Ripper victims 
we are literally talking a span of 10 weeks mm. from August to, I believe, November um, of 1888. So yeah. 10 weeks is literally nothing. August to November, yeah. Yeah, crazy. I've got a few uh, Weird Tales stickers. I'm going to slap one at each uh, murder site. <laughs> Weird Tales was here. Yeah. Cool. Right, successful first uh, location. And uh, disembowel him. No, I don't like that bowel in there. I can do this one more dramatically if you like. <laughs> Eight days following the death of Marianne Nichols came the second victim, Annie Chapman. September 8th, 1888. Emma, that's the extent of my notes about this one. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so approximately 6am near the steps to the doorway of the backyard of 29 Hanbury Street, Spitalfields. So we're on, we're on Hanbury Street now. Yeah, we're on Hanbury Street now. Um, so Annie's body was found, as I said, at 6am near the steps of the doorway. So we're Let's on... just say it's that one. Yeah. For atmosphere. Yeah. I reckon it was there, Emma. Yeah, I can... It looks very different today. It's literally, for those of you that know London, it's just off of Brick Lane. Yeah. Um, so at the moment, it's very multicultural. It's very sort of hustly and bustly, which I can imagine would have been the same back then, just slightly different. Yeah. Um, so poor Annie Chapman. So her throat. Poor Annie Chapman. Her throat was severed by two deep cuts. Her abdomen had been cut entirely open, with a section of the flesh from her stomach being placed upon her left shoulder. Oh, why? <laughs> so he literally, like, he's cut bit, it, He's a bit weird, it. this bloke, isn't he? <laughs> and just, like, threw it over her shoulder. Oh, that's minging, isn't it? <laughs> being placed upon her left shoulder and another section of her skin and flesh. So basically, like, skinned her and then just chucked the, like, fat, like, oh. next to her. Grim. Um, you said before, you said you were quite squeamish. Yeah. But you love all this true crime stuff. I know, I'm so I'm so messed up. Like, I actually, I feel like I need to go and see a therapist because I actually don't know. It's like, I hate horror films and get right. so freaked out, but I could happily watch something about true crime and just go to sleep. Just, like, yeah. put it on when I'm going to bed. And you know just what? Like, I, I'm kind of the other way. Yeah. I love horror films and nonsense and all that stuff. It's real fun to Yeah. Me. But when it's real, yeah. it's a bit scarier. So, yeah. yeah. I don't know, because, like, growing up, my dad always used to watch, like, Crime Watch. Right, okay. And, like, things like that. My yeah. mum and dad love, like, true crime. Crime Watch, um, Americans. This is a crime show about... It would be about... Sometimes it would be like, have you seen this map? Yeah. They would do, like, reconstructions of even, crimes. Even down to, like a rob of like a jewellery shop yeah and they've got like the CCTV footage and they would do like drawings of whoever they thought that the, the uh, person was it I was remember just, getting like, freaked out by that at my grandparents house though because yeah. there was like a guy on the loose <laughs> and I was in like what if he came here and I was like he's not coming to North Church yeah <laughs> so um so yeah like don't get me wrong this is quite the, like listening to it in this depth does kind of put a personal twist to it because you just think like that is like really grim but I think the point of it is like he because of the like tiny little alleys and the dark streets I think it's he would have had a lot of time to do this yeah. like undisturbed it wouldn't have just been like a quick like slit of her throat and then someone comes around the corner he would have been 
I think I, he I was think, having a bit of fun yeah he was definitely having a bit of fun and I think someone something when I was doing my research someone said it, it would have taken at least five minutes right so can which, you imagine which five minutes doesn't sound long but it's a long time try and do something time. for five minutes and I think that a lot of these like cuts and slashes would have been quite sh- like strenuous yeah because of how deep they are and like you'd have to it's like a workout like you'd have to keep like swinging your oh yeah so I, I think this guy good bloody workout that is. yeah <laughs> But um, yeah, that was that was poor, poor Annie Chapman. Um, so fling, flinging her skin all over the this shop. This is where it kind of gets a little bit more grim oh, and a little right, bit okay. more personal. Because until now it was really nice. <laughs> because um, when Annie Chapman's body was taken to be autopsied, right, um, it was stated that Chapman's autopsy revealed that her uterus and sections of her bladder and vagina were taken away. Oh, he's got. He doesn't like, like women, does he? That's no. Like... So um, that was what I was just about to say. So because of this victim, it was kind of established that she was sort of in the same sort of box as the first victim, where she was middle-aged, she was an alcoholic, she was a prostitute. So this gonna... is now starting a pattern of his victims. Yeah, I was going to ask that. Are they all sex workers all sex workers so that all might, around the same could be age. like the whole like punishing yeah. women so they've started to build like an MO of like a motive what he's doing so yeah. they've then started to realise because they're all sex workers um, he's got some weird like either obsession with sex workers or yeah. hatred or judgement yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, um, smiting yeah so yeah both victims have started to tick the same boxes they're sort of the same sort of person um so annie chapman was seen an hour before she was killed with, right. and uh, the person who saw her said that she was with a gentleman who was nicely dressed for the area so obviously people would be pretty like scraggly <laughs> scraggly yeah whereas this guy whereas this guy that she was seen with was quite nicely dressed right he had a moustache he's not from round here no however the police thought that even though the description of the man that was given said that he was quite well to do quite nicely dressed the police actually believed that he was from around here because of the areas were all you'd have to know your way around here to be able to have gone down those particular streets and those how to escape kind of thing like so he's either local or he's done his research yeah so he either worked here or lived here yeah and because the bladder the vagina or part of the vagina was removed right um, the police sort of said that he must have some anatomical knowledge yeah i'd heard that about him and because he was nicely dressed they started thinking oh maybe he's a doctor doctor or a butcher of some description um jack the butcher jack the butcher but actually now now you've said this um for the first couple of murders he actually wasn't known as jack the ripper he was known as the white chapel murderer that's right and then we'll get on to why Jack the Ripper. When does he start sending his letters? Uh, after the, after next. the next one, I thought. Yeah. yeah, okay. So yeah, we'll talk so about that we'll then. We'll talk about that then. But um, yeah, at the moment, he's just the Whitechapel murderer. The Whitechapel. Um, because of sort of the same, um, the way that it was conducted, the way the murder was conducted, it got more press because it was like, okay, is this the same person? It's um, the cuts 
were pretty similar. Yeah. They deducted that the um, that the weapon was probably the same weapon because of the way that the lacerations were. Um, so yeah, they sort of started putting two and two together. I'm thinking, okay, this is the same person just because of how brutal both the murders were. So we said we're doing the canonical victims. Yeah. Um, there were other victims before this one, yep. which people say might have been um, part of it. You had Martha Tabram. Oh, you yeah. know the name. Uh, she was killed on August 7th, which is... Like... A, before. A couple of weeks before um, Marianne Nichols. So that would have been, if, if real, would have, if, if real would have been the first, kid, yeah. the first victim. Yeah. Pre-da- yeah, it says here, predates the canonical five. Murders display some similarities to later Ripper killings. There is ongoing debate about whether she was a victim of the same um, perpetrator. So, why? What is it? Do you know why they don't think it is? I think it's just because it doesn't hundred percent fit the bill. No, I think so. She was also a prostitute, and she also was from the same area. However, I think the reason why they can't link the two, from what I've read, is because she's not as brutal. Right. However, there is a theory that it might have just she, been him wetting his beak, though. Basically, yeah. So right. if she was the first, if she was the first victim, it's like he's sort of testing the waters and like, yeah. ooh, like I'm just gonna cut this woman a little bit, and then like because there is a theory that the more people he killed the more brutal it got well the first time you do something you've not got all your confidence in there no. so you've I've never killed someone personally <laughs> but you, I feel like the first time you do it you're either going to fly in full rage because yeah. you've been building up to it or you're going to be a little bit trepidatious I don't think that it's like a rage killing I think it's very calculated very like probably quite a quiet like yeah. doing it in the shadows type thing and the reason why yeah it sounds a bit more methodical for a brutal yeah, as it is it yeah. doesn't sound like he just runs in does a stab and runs away no so the reason why he cuts their throats is because it means they can't scream yes so he'll literally just be like probably grabs them from Silence behind out. cuts their throats and then just does then whatever the hell work. he wants so yeah because he can literally just take I his don't, time I don't want to be too crass so I'll delicate this <laughs> did he fuck any of them no I didn't think he did so that was another thing so like they were trying to get a motive together and um, I was going to mention this a little bit later but I might as well just do it now but soon as we're here um, in 1998, the FBI actually opened the case again, and right. the FBI did a profiling of who they thought Jack the Ripper was. Yeah. And because none of them were raped or like molested or anything like that, they thought that instead of it being like sexually motivated, it was more hatred. Yeah, that's all. So like he hated prostitutes rather than was sexually aroused by them. Yeah. So I think he used um, them and their job as like a way to lure them in so like I think he kind of was like yeah like I want a good time yeah took them down an alley to kind of they thought that they going down a dark alley of a stranger yeah so um so this particular victim um so the woman who saw her an hour before she um got murdered so she she just saw her mate and was like oh come on let's go because i think they were like lodging in the same house right um and she was like um oh come on come on let's go back home and she was like no um i've made my nights because basically what they used to do is like several people used to lodge in the same house and they used to pay like on a daily rate rather than paying like a monthly rent right so what they would do is they would make 
X amount of pennies to sleep in this lodging for one night, have a meal, have a couple of drinks, and like sort of retire for the night. So, but when she saw her mate who was going back to the lodging, um, she said to her mate, I've made my money three times already tonight, but right. I've been drinking it all. And that was the common theme. They all had alcohol problems. And Anything instead of- left over, drink it away. Yeah. So yeah, that's, uh, that was pretty interesting. Can you believe we're also next to a construction site here as well? <laughs> sorry, almost... about all the no- sorry about all the noise, guys. We're in London. It's not quiet anywhere. <laughs> it's almost like the East End's being redeveloped. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, is that it for this so, location? Yeah. yeah. Awesome. I think that's it. Yeah. That's, got, that's it. We've so. got a bit of a wander to the next one again. Um, so this is the double event, the next one. Oh, it's the biggie. So the, so the first one... It's I a think, bit of a teaser for you. Yeah. I think the first one of the double event is not too far from here, but then the it's other one... There's quite a gap between yeah. the two, yeah. Uh, let me have a look. Well, I'm going to grab a coffee yeah, I'm at that grab place a down there. the toilet as well. Can keep that in there. Keep that in there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do much editing on these outside recordings because there's not much, it's one track in it. I'm recording on one track, yeah. I can't fiddle with it too much. Yeah, no, it's fine. So what I'm saying, what you say is probably going to get left in, Emma. So That's fine. Just, just have a think before you open your mouth, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> going to use the little girl's room. I've stumbled upon the most delicious British sitcom. Do shut up. It's about a hard-drinking yet loving family of soccer hooligans. If they're not having a go with a bird, they're having a row with a wanker. Cheeky. So we are at the site of the next victim. He left a little bit of a longer gap between this one. This is September 30th. Yeah. And um, you alluded to this at the last stop. Yeah. But this is site one of the night of the The double double event. event. Good, isn't it? So good. They could do a very specific Jack the Ripper movie about this night and call it the double event. That'd be so good. And it's just very meticulous detail about yeah. this one evening. Yeah. That'd be good, wouldn't it? That'd be Why has so no one good. done that? I know. Out of all the Jack the Ripper movies, and they've completely just kind of brushed over the double event. Do you have any, Do you have you seen any Jack the Ripper movies? <sighs> I am and do you have a recommendation? Such a sucker. Right, here we go. For From Hell. From, oh, that was the one I was going to be off. Does anyone want to see? Because I've read the book. So much. And then um, I watched the movie. So have you read Alan Moore's From Hell or are you just familiar with the um, film? Just the film. Right. So um, it's because it's kind of very heavily fiction. It leans into yeah. the royal conspiracy, the yeah. Yeah, book a lot. My favourite conspiracy. Exactly. Yeah. Which we will talk about Which later in the show. About. Um, I actually have this really vivid memory of being probably, I'm not sure what year the film came out, but I think it was sort of like around that year. Let me Google it quickly. But I must have only have been sort of like seven or eight mm-hmm. and coming downstairs and being like, Mom, I can't sleep. She's like, OK, just sit down, sit downstairs with me and let's watch this film. And I was just obsessed with it. It's, it's um, a not, youngish Johnny Depp. Oh, yeah. Uh, he- is it Heather Graham? I can't remember who was in it other than him. I've only seen it once, and this was oh, a long wow. time ago. I'm Googling it. I'm getting all the deets. So it's 2001. So, yeah, yeah, I must have been probably... It, it couldn't have been long after it came out, so I must have been probably about 10. But, yeah, sitting and watching it and just being obsessed and just loving every second of it, even though it's quite, quite gruesome for a 10-year-old to watch, mm. I remember just loving it. And then not watching it again until I was probably in, like be a teenager yeah and then being like oh my god i forgot how much i love this film and then yeah i've seen it 
I haven't got it on DVD or anything like that, or I haven't. But every time it's on TV, because it's on TV quite regularly, yeah. I'm always like, we have to watch this. I love it. I've seen it the once. I read the book when I was working away um, in my twenties. Yeah. Probably twenty-two-ish. Okay. And when I finished the book, which I enjoyed, I thought, oh, there's a film of that. I'll see. I'd like to see how they adapted that. It's quite yeah. different from the book. Oh, is it? But I kind of like when films are yeah. different to the book. I want. It, I don't want it to be page for page the same. Yeah. I'm not one of them like, um, oh, it's different from the book. I love. I love when films are different from the book. Yeah. It's a different interpretation of a similar story yeah. like The Shining yeah I love The Shining Shining is so different to the book yeah. and people moan about it I like that it's different it's someone else's take on yeah. the same story that's that's good that's good adaptation no, but I anyway From Hell yeah that is a goodie I've it's got such a good a cast as well it's got Johnny Depp Heather Graham Ian Holm oh Ian Holm I forgot who was in it Robbie Coltrane Coltrane um, yeah maybe I need to give it another another watch oh, I remember finding it fun Joanna Page you know who plays Stacy from Gavin and Stacy yeah. and she's in so she oh my god her character I love her character in it but um, when we get to the royal conspiracy I'll sort of deep in deep dive into so that. it's like it's like like 13 years since I saw it so maybe I need to give that another watch yeah definitely um, recommendation of the week but our, our pitch for a film is the double event yeah. the movie the double event I think we should put pen to paper yeah so yeah, um, do you want to talk about the double event? Right, the double event, the first, well, the first part of the double event mm-hmm. is um, Elizabeth Stride. Yeah. And like we say, this is happening September 30th. So this is like 22 days. He's had yeah. a bit of a breather. Three, three weeks. But he comes back Yeah. with um, double intentions. <laughs> He's really making up for <laughs> well, lost time. Well, you think that, but I actually have a bit of a theory. Oh, um, here we go. So what historians believe and I actually subscribe to this theory as well is so um, Elizabeth Stride her injuries or her sort of yeah her injuries I guess is the only way we can put it not to be a sicko but I'm liking you explaining the injuries I purposely didn't look up the injuries so I was like I'll let her tell me so I can revel in the grisly details at the time imagine it I think once you know the details of the injuries like it's a good way to imagine it and kind of put it in perspective but yeah so the theory that historians have and that I also subscribe to is Elizabeth Stride's injuries were nowhere near as gruesome as everyone else oh I know where this is going so yeah so the theory is that he got interrupted right so he literally cut her throat and that was it right and the theory is He's that he got interrupted. Yeah, exactly. And um, because he couldn't finish what he started, essentially. It's like getting caught having a wank. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. Like, I need to go somewhere else and finish off. But was it's literally there, like that. Yeah. <laughs> Not to be too crass about it. But, you know. <laughs> but yeah, so he... The theory is he got interrupted. So he decided to go away in the opposite direction and find another victim and then finish what he started essentially do it properly. and do it properly do a good yeah. proper job um and what an interesting fact about the double event is the fact that back in the day um the police department was um sort of done in areas mm-hmm. so now london police are just london police and sort of cover all areas whereas back in the day it was like whitechapel police right. versus scotland yard who were in the city of london so it's across two police forces. So the first three victims were all under Whitechapel Police. Right. Whereas the second of the double event, which we will go there and we'll discuss in a moment, was in the area of the City of London. Because it's was, quite a 
a yeah. way away from here, isn't it, the yeah. second part? Um, so, in terms of the investigation, it kind of ramped up after the double event because it was across two police forces, so two police investigators, and the City of London were very sort of um, more professional, if you like, and weren't just kind of like Bobby's walking the beat. I'll take, uh, <laughs> take exception to that. <laughs> London Bobby, <laughs> a.k.a. That's London me today. Police. Today so, I yeah. am a London Bobby. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so this is still within the area of Whitechapel Police. However, the second victim of the double event is in the city of... In the city. In the city of London. Yeah. yeah. A.k.a. under Scotland Yard. So AKA, American listen, the city of London is a part of London. It's like, yeah. Yeah. And it's where, like, the Bank of England and stuff are where all the bankers are. So in terms of the, the victim here, Stride, yeah. she uh, just just a slashed throat then? Yeah, so her throat was severed from ear to ear, which is still pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, it's not, I wouldn't choose it. No. <laughs> and her abdomen was ripped open by a long, deep, jagged wound, which is the same as yeah. the other the victim. The classic rip. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Her body was discovered at 1am in Duckfield Yard off Burner Street, which is where we are now, but it's now called Henrik Street. Should we say it's that yard right there? That yard right there. I reckon it's that one. Uh, the, ca- the cause of death was a single clear-cut incision measured six inches across her neck and had severed into her left artery and mm. her trachea before terminating beneath her right jaw. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so literally just the cut throat. So, as I said previously... Well, all the murders are quite cutthroat. <laughs> he would lit. So my theory is he would kind of say, "Let's go for a little jolly, take him down a little alley." Yeah, I know a great little yard. <laughs> I know a little area. Cut their throats so they couldn't scream, oh, and then it's raining. do whatever he wants. Let's. Uh... Let me grab my brolly. Oh yeah. So yeah, um, just oh, cut their throats and then do whatever he wanted to them but yeah so all he managed to do with her was cut her throat which is kind of plays into the theory of he was interrupted which I think was probably the case as well to the weakness of my hand oh my god let me do it the other hand to do the velcro (laughs) I'm not used to asking everyone to do something it's really normal like Becca can you open the milk for me (laughs) do my head in Right, here we are, this is lovely. <laughs> a bit of atmosphere. <laughs> Listeners, if you can't hear it, we're standing in the rain. Um, Great British weather. Yeah. Well, Becca said, I said to Becca, it might be raining, so I looked at She said, oh, it'll be good, it'll be atmospheric. I'm like, you're not the one standing in it. <laughs> Great. Um, yeah. So what, so what do you think? Like, do you think he was interrupted, or do you think he was... I think either he's interrupted, or he... He's a bit out of practice. It's been a few weeks. He goes, "Oh, it'll be fun," and he's not really feeling it. He does it, and he's like, "Oh, damn. a bit I'm like not... his wank." And then he comes away from it, and he's like, oh, "I really didn't give it my all." Yeah. Let's have a wonder, and then let's really give it a proper rip. Yeah. <laughs> let's really let one rip. <laughs> but also because where the next victim is, he's going in the opposite direction of where he normally is. Right. So out of his regular stomping way. ground. Yeah, which also is part of the theory of he knows what he where he is like he knows the area really well he mm-hmm. either works here or lives here etc etc but um yeah so out of all of the victims i think she got she she got the best death right 
I mean, it's, do you think... So I don't know much about bodies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have one, but I don't know much about them. <laughs> Becca will tell you. But, <laughs> Poor <no>. Becca. <laughs> if you get your throat slit... Yeah. You, you're not living for that long. No. So I don't think the others are that bothered about what he's doing. To I, I mean, guess, it's, yeah. I guess it's the indignity, isn't it? Yeah. If there's such a thing, after your death, are you really bothered what happens to your body? I don't know. You're not. You're not that bothered because it's. It's already yeah, over. Maybe you are. It depends on your belief, isn't it? Because it might be desecration. Maybe listeners should give us their opinions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You would you be offended if we chucked your skin in the street? Would oh. you be offended? If we took your intestine and chuffed it over your left shoulder. <laughs> fancy scarf. <laughs> Gross. Um, yeah. So yeah. So this is this is the one that's got the least meat on its uh, yeah. bones. Gross. <laughs> she was like one of the only ones to actually have a little nickname. Like they used to call her Long Liz. <laughs> long Liz. I've heard that. Why do they call she, her Long Liz? I think it's because she was really tall. Oh for a woman. right, okay. And her name's Elizabeth. <laughs> That's like Long Liz. I love when people have these like nicknames. Like, why do you call her that? She's tall. There's a guy I used to work with who was really tall, and he's a plasterer, so he didn't really need a hop up or anything. He just like skim the ceilings, yeah. and he was called Stretch. <laughs> And you're just like, why is it called stretch? Like, guess. Guess yeah. why it's called stretch. Is he tall? Yes, he is. Just so, long Liz. Google her name. Does she have long, le- long legs, I imagine? There's a picture of her. Long, yeah. long old leggy Liz. There's a picture of her. Yeah, there's loads of pictures of all the victims. Oh. Does it say Long Liz on her gravestone? <laughs> no, just Elizabeth Stride. If I had a nickname like that, like. I'm not, I don't want Beef to die, but when Beef does eventually <laughs> die, he's only human, I would love if his gravestone just said Beef on it. Beef? Yeah. Why'd you call him Beef? I think I've asked you this um, before, but... So, it was coined by our friend Swifty, who was on one of the episodes. Yeah. He was on the Life and Death one, yeah. very early on. Uh, we used to all play rugby. Okay. Can you, I don't look like a rugby player. No. Uh, I was the winger, the little guy. They yeah. throw it and say, run. Run. But if they get hold of me, they just sling me across the field. Yeah. I can't believe I never broke any bones doing that. <laughs> uh, but I was pretty quick, so they just lob it to me and say, run. But Beef is very different frame to me. Yeah. Broad guy. And uh, looks, looks more like, like a rugby, rugby player. player. He looks like a rugby yeah. player, yeah. You can believe that he played rugby. Yeah. Um, but He's when, into rugby now yeah, as well, he loves isn't rugby. he? Yeah. But when Swifty said the, when he used to play rugby against Beef, when he ran at you, it was like a cow charging towards you. <laughs> it was like being ch- chased down by a cow, like a slab of beef, and then That's we started calling so him beef. funny. I love nicknames. Like, school-born nicknames are very fun because they're always very silly like that. Yeah. Um, Beefy. Yeah. I thought, like, because for the, for the millennials in the audience who remember Vine, there was that, like, Vine that was like, Smells like beef. <laughs> I don't know that one. <laughs> Everyone should know that. It's oh, hilarious. sorry. But um, yeah, I thought it was sort of probably something related to. That. No, it's much longer. Yeah, he's had that since since the school days. Beef. Since like probably Did about year ten. Call him beef. No, they call him Luke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Luke beef. His wife doesn't call him beef. I think it's only the people who went to school with him. Beef. So it's like me and Tears and and our friend Jibs and probably and, and Becca and, and yeah. us lot that went to school together. And all the um, listeners in the world. And now. all the listeners in the world. So actually, probably more, more people, people call him beef than Luke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's thousands of people that call him beef. Actually, I was like, there's only a few of us. No, <laughs> thousands of people thousands call him beef across the world. Yeah, I forget. I on the latest episode, I forgot that his name was Luke when I introduced the show. Yeah. I forget all the time. Luke. 
and when people refer to him as Luke, I, it takes me a bit to realise what they're talking about. Yeah. Do you ever call Tiss Adam? No, <laughs> never. Luke and Adam. Yeah, it doesn't How's sound Luke right. And Adam? No, it's not right, is it? It's not right. Are you Robert or are you? Just, no, I'm Bobby. Just Bob. Yeah. Bobby. Yeah. Robert Shoyer. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> my stepdad's Robert. Is he? Yeah. Um, which is annoying when I used to live at my mum's house if she's calling Rob or Bob it sounds the same does she call him Bob as well then she calls him Rob but across the house just you just hear like Bob and then you're like both of us like yes he's a very different names names are fun names are did you ever have any nicknames oh my god oh this is like you definitely did I'm glad I asked so my (laughs) so my family ever since I was a really little kid this is awful. Like, this is so embarrassing. I can't believe I'm going to tell, like, thousands of people. Good, definitely not getting cut. Um, my granddad calls me Royd. Royd? Emma Royd. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> um, <laughs> so whenever, like, I'm annoying, my dad is like, you're a pain in the ass," and that's part of the reason. Brilliant. That is great. <laughs> it's, like, the worst nickname in the world. But I'm like, really glad that you owned up to it on the podcast. So. But I'm so, like, <laughs> desensitised to it that I don't even, like... It doesn't even offend me. No. It's literally my whole life. Yeah. Well, my granddad always called my grandma Rat. And I never knew why. And I still don't know rat. why. And I don't want to know because it's just fun. But I put the kettle on Rat. <laughs> oh, cheers, oh, Ratty. Oh, I love that. That's so cute. Because I could imagine them being, like, a really cute Oh, like, yeah. They're great. Um, but, yeah. Oh... What do you want to do today then, Ray? No. Rat. Yeah, you always called her rat. And I was just thought that's normal. But then any, anytime anyone came around, they're like, why did you do call you know her why? rat? I don't know. I've never thought to ask. Oh. Um, so from my grandparents on to uh, the fourth <laughs> victim of Jack the Ripper, should we take a wander? So should we go to uh, the city now? I mean, do I leave all that in? <laughs> Fuck it. 20 minutes away now. Oh, this is a long walk. Bloody hell. See you on the other side. And I say England's greatest Prime Minister was Lord Palmerston. Hit the elder. Lord Palmerston! Hit the elder! Okay, you asked for it, Bugs! Yeah, that's showing him, Bonnie. Hit the elder. Lord Palmerston! On the same night as the uh, murder of Elizabeth Stride, Jack took a... What was it, 20 minutes for us? 20 minutes. 20 minute wander up through the city of London. Uh, we arrived at, where are we? Mitre Square. Mitre Square. We are where Mitre Square would have been roughly. Yeah. A lot of this area is developed. I mean, we're right next to the Gherkin. It's not like some old murder yard next door anymore. Uh, we found a little side alley. Mm-hmm. Taking cover because it's raining again. Bob's going to slip my throat. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to chuck ever skin in the path and <laughs> really get into character. Uh, but this is where Catherine Eddowes was murdered. Yeah. Part two of the double event. Yeah. So as I said previously, um, my theory and a lot of historians' theory is that uh, Jack was interrupted. Talking of interrupting, something I was going to say... I think it was at the last murder, actually. Yeah. Do you know about the Golston Street Graffito? So this is... Oh, that's here. Yeah. I got two lines and I didn't know which one I was linking up to. Okay, good. We're at the right place. Okay. I wasn't sure if it was that or this. Yeah, no. So it's after this one. Carry on. We'll come back to it then. We'll put a pin in that. So, um, yeah. So, as I said, um, the theory is that he was interrupted when 
long Liz was killed. <laughs> and basically, he took a 20-minute walk in the complete opposite direction of his previous murders. So we think that, we meaning historians think that... Um, yeah, me and Emma didn't just come up with this. <laughs> no. Historians believe that because he went in the opposite direction, it lends credence to the theory that he was interrupted because if someone was coming around the corner... Um, I think I, in my research, I saw that there, it was someone came... The person who discovered the body of Elizabeth Stride was a guy on a horse and cart and when he found her her body was still warm and that's mm. how that's lends to the theory so basically they say that he heard the horse and cart come up the cobbled streets so he legged it in the opposite direction and just walked and as bob said it was 20 minutes for us to walk from there to here so he walked in the opposite direction ended up in the city of london and same sort of theory where he found another prostitute let's have another guy you know I was interrupted I need to finish yeah I need to get he was so close he was so close (laughs) Um, so yeah we are now in Mitre Square and this is where the body of Catherine Eddowes was discovered her throat was severed from ear to ear and her abdomen was ripped open by a long, deep, jagged wound. Before Classic gripper. Yeah, before her intestines had been placed over her right shoulder this time. Right. Mix it up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, with a section of the intestine being completely detached and placed between her body and her left arm. Wow. So like a star. Okay. <laughs> if you so can imagine that. So like that and it's there. Yeah. It's almost like he's building a wing. <laughs> out of uh, intestine grim yeah uh, yeah so um so this is actually pretty relevant to what i will lead on to the next part but basically the left kidney and a major part of edo's uterus had been removed and taken so oh. it was missing did they ever find it this is leading oh. on to the next part getting ahead of myself yeah and her face had been disfigured mm-hmm. so like i can imagine like you know like the joker yeah. where he's like cut her mouth and like yeah so um her face had been disfigured and this is for me a really horrible part he completely cut her nose off oh and like her no- her face was like just yeah voldemort flat she didn't have a nose <laughs> she didn't have a nose her cheeks were slashed uh. the cuts measured a quarter of an inch and a half of an inch deep right so basically I had been like cut as well like basically he'd just done a number on her face yeah which is horrible he didn't fuck up the faces so much of the others did he no just which, the throat yeah so he'd usually cut the throat and then just like do a number on the torso yeah. and like cut all that up but he'd done more of her face yeah. this time okay which uh, meant that he had a lot of time to do this one because this one was a lot more detailed than the previous right so we really did a number on this one and that's interesting because it's like it probably satisfied him for a while because it's quite a gap now yeah between this one and the last one the last one. one yeah but um there's a couple of things that we need to mention so this was the point that you made about the writing on the wall the golston street graffito yeah so just down the road a little bit like less than five minute walk um police found Catherine Eddowes's bloodied apron which was confirmed to be hers right 
And under, uh, above that was... That bloody apron. There was a, um, <laughs> a piece of graffiti, or graffito, graffito tag. <laughs> Tagged. <laughs> um, uh, that said, um, the Jews, spelt J-U-W-E-S, yeah. are the men that will not be blamed for nothing. Yeah. Which is a bit of a mouthful. I think it's also um, a double negative. Yeah, it's confusing. So some historians theorise that it was um, someone who... Basically, it's a symbol of anti-Semitism that was very felt deeply within the East End community. So as I've said previously, um, the East End was uh, a hotbed for Jewish and Irish immigrants. Mm. Um, And basically, just a little historical background... What people didn't like was the fact that these people were coming over from different countries, coming to the East End and working for a lot less than the Londoners. Mm -hmm. So they were accused of coming over here and taking our jobs. Yeah, Taylor's (laughs) oldest time. Taylor's oldest time. Building sites are exactly the same now. Literally. Um, So there was a lot of anti-Semitism. And this completely followed through, right through till... World War Two, basically, mm-hmm. uh, with the Battle of Cable Street and things like that. So, that's another story for another day. But, um, but yeah, basically, so police saw this graffiti with her bloodied apron, saw it, and thought, "Shit, if people see this, it's gonna spark a bit of uh, un- unrest." Yeah, and people are gonna kick off and just go for the Jews, basically. But also, because it's so weirdly written. They weren't 100% sure of its intent. Yeah. So they're like, we better get rid of this just in case. Yeah. Because it's such a muddy sentence. Yeah, and because it's a double negative as well. Historians also think that another way to look at it is that the Jews will not be blamed for this. So completely the opposite end of the spectrum. It's either saying blame the Jews or it's not the Jews. Yeah. Because the meaning's so unsure. But also, let's not let people see this. Literacy rates were really, really bad in the East End. So they couldn't tell whether or not it was just badly written and misspelled, Jews being misspelled, or if it was a foreigner writing it and wasn't very good at English. And also there's a lot of um, just random, some random words in it are capitalised as well. Yeah. that is capitalised, will is capitalised, blamed is capitalised. It's, yeah. it's not... So yeah. they, the police basically couldn't tell whether or not it was just misspelled, miswritten, or if it was a double negative and they were blaming the Jews. So basically, the biggest piece of evidence in the whole case that the police had to go on was washed off. Yeah. A photo was taken of it. So if you go into the police records, there is actually a, a photo of it that was later published in the newspaper but yeah that this this massive piece of evidence was actually washed away so yeah <sighs> oh good somebody's shadow i'll just turn and brag about my work <laughs> you've graffito tagged public property it was an accident this is also around the time that the the letters and the name yeah. and all that stuff started to become well, the letters were sent and the name started to become used. Yeah. It wasn't no longer the, the what was it called, the Whitechapel murderer. murderer. Yeah, so as previously stated, uh, up until this point, he wasn't known as Jack the Ripper. People he are was, becoming aware of his work. Yeah, he was very well known. And, like, because of 
the uh, it, because of how bad that they were being ripped apart and how disgusting the bodies were left it was becoming such a massive deal and the newspapers were just going wild it was yeah. just it was like zodiac it, yeah they're, 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 the media is uh, having a field day yeah so do you want to talk about the letters uh can do the name Jack the Ripper came from some letters that were sent out, signed by Jack, Jack the Ripper. Ripper. So it's like he named yeah. himself. Yeah. Did Zodiac name himself? Um, so no, he used to sign with the yeah, symbol. With the symbols, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, yeah. Um, so which of the letters came first? Because there's two very famous ones. I think the Dear Boss. Dear Boss, that's what I've got from. here. So yeah. the, um, what I've written is one of the most well-known and significant letters is the Dear Boss letter, which was received by the Central News Agency on September 27th, 1888. The letter addressed Dear Boss contained the following passage. You ready for this? You know it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am down on whores and I shan't quit ripping them till I do get buckled. I love this old language, <laughs> don't you? Uh, grand work the last job was I gave the lady no time to squeal how can they catch me now I love my work and want to start again you will soon hear you'll soon hear of me with my funny little games I saved some of the proper red stuff in a ginger beer bottle over the last job to write with but it went thick like glue and I can't use it red ink is fit enough I hope ha ha Room. Good, isn't it? And then he signed it. He signed Jack it. The Jack Ripper. the Ripper. Yeah. So Jack Sorry, the Ripper I was. Right. <laughs> <laughs> then he also wrote Jack the Ripper. Yeah. So Jack the Ripper was never used until this point. Mm. So historians are kind of. Some historians believe that it was a complete fabrication by the news outlet to sell papers, basically. Yeah. Well, both of these letters are like a subject of debate. It's like, yeah. was it him? Wasn't it him? It's good for the newspapers because like, they've got yeah. name. They've got yeah. something juicy to publish. Sensationalised is the whole case, doesn't it? But there's no. They, 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 it's still debated whether these are actually him or just someone cashing in on some yeah. fun. Um, but the next letter, there was a lot more detail in it that only. So it wasn't released to the public. So the next letter, the From Hell letter, from hell, which yeah. is where the title of the film comes from. Oh, of course. I yeah. said to you, where did the kidney go and then I just yep. remembered as I looked over my notes here oh yeah of course the kidneys are the so basically as I said previously the kidney was taken from one of the victims and then we go on to the next letter which yes. is the from hell letter which was posted to uh, basically like a vigilance committee yes so vigilance Homer and Homer the vigilante oh, I love it <laughs> So there was a vigilance. I received a box. <laughs> so basically, uh, local business owners in the East End came together to assist with the police because the police had no leads, they had no suspects, they just were going around in circles. So a bunch of business owners in the East End decided to form a vigilance committee, like Home of the Vigilante. Love it. The <laughs> um, little gun. Barney's little gun. <laughs> Homer could be Q-ball. <laughs> Barney could be A-ball. <laughs> Love it. Um, and basically, uh, a letter was delivered to the head of the vigilance committee along with a box which contained a human kidney. Preserved. Preserved human kidney, which was uh, autopsied and proven to be a real human kidney as mm-hmm. well. It wasn't a pig yeah, kidney. Yeah, 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 no, a human kidney. Um, along with another letter, which historians say is the From Hell letter. Which so we're presumed to believe that the kidney was this poor woman's kidney right yeah 
I say this poor woman like I'm pointing <laughs> to the ground pointed. like, <laughs> like there. she was here but yeah this what's, what's her name number four uh, it was Catherine Eddowes. Cat, so it's presumed to be Catherine Eddowes' kidney. We can presume it's that. So, yeah, so uh, part of my notes I've got the left. So, this is Catherine Eddowes. Her left kidney and major part of Eddowes' yeah. uterus had been removed and her face had been disfigured, yeah. which I said. So, um, it's either her kidney or this person knows the kidney was taken. They're whacking yeah. it in for a bit of authenticity. Yeah. But shall I, shall I read the From Hell letter? Yeah, so this is, this the is a bit second. shorter. Yeah. From Hell, Mr. Lusk. So, so George Lusk was the head of the video. I was going to say who's yeah. from here. Okay. Yeah, George Lusk. From hell, Mr. Lusk. So I sent you half the kidney I took from one woman and preserved preserved it <laughs> in your t'other piece. I fried and ate it. It was very nice. Grim. I may send you the bloody knife that took it out if you only wait a while longer. And what's interesting about this is there's a lot of misspellings in this. Yeah. Or is it just that's how words were spelled back then? I don't know. Because no. there was a long... It's not like words were spelled back then. There was, like, less... Um, you're, the, you're the language student. Well, I'm trying to think of my dates. There was less regulation on the correct spelling of things. Yeah. But that I think that's way before this time. I think this guy is just not a great speller. Yeah, or which, he's putting on an act. Yeah, which also kind of goes into the theory of... Was he just a general East Ender, yeah. or was he someone of higher? Or is he standing? putting on an act? Yeah. Or not? Because kidney spelled about a Y. Preserved is praise, salved, tother, which is a, a, a term of speech at that time. Um, nice spelled with an S instead of a C. Knife without the E. Uh, weight W A T E. So it's a lot of yeah. misspellings and, and things. But it adds to the feel that old that old London. Old, it feels yeah. like when you read it, you feel. You feel like you want to speak it with that old lilt. Like Victorian, yeah. like, yeah. colloquial language. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so that's the from hell letter. And then, again, signed. Yeah. So, as, JTR. I, said, as I said previously, like, there was um, details in both of these letters that wasn't released to the public until after these letters were sent in. And that sort of lent credence to the, the theory that it, they could be real, just or they were given to the papers like these details were given from the police to the papers but they just weren't published so it could just been a news reporter peppering the information because they would have known about it but members of the public wouldn't so it kind of does lend credence to the theory that they are genuine but at the same time it could have just been someone a hoax yeah, An elaborate to hoax. sell papers. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, those were the two letters that were given. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Do you think that they were real, or do you think that they were hoaxes? I think the two letters seem like they're written by two different people to me. Yeah. There's so much more roughness and misspelling to the second one compared to the first. Yeah. I don't know if they're written by the same person, or if they're both written intentionally, kind of different to what not give too much about information. The kidney. The kidney. Because it's a human kidney at the end of the day, and it was. It is a human. How are you getting hold of a human kidney if you're not slicing out outside this outside the gherkin? <laughs> but if you're not having it sliced with gherkins, I don't. <laughs> where are you getting it from? We did eat half of it as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. With gherkin. Um, <laughs> no, but 
the thing is as well it's Americans the, the gherkins are big <laughs> <laughs> a building in London a massive building big office building in London it's uh, I met uh, Nikki outside the gherkin when I did the Macabre London episode but yeah so it's one of those situations where is he like I said is he educated or because basically they were it not sure it feels to me like it's putting on an act yeah especially they, that second one definitely feels like it's trying to be trying to be a bit edgy he's trying her. to be a bit joker yeah he's like yeah I loved eating it oh bloody look at this Ooh. blood oh check the knife all that stuff yeah um, it's a little bit um, like he's posing in the mirror kissing the mirror but also um, the whole like being a doctor or being a surgeon because of the atomic atomic how do you say anatomical anatomical knowledge um, of being able to remove someone's uterus Mm. or yeah I can do it no (laughs) like knowing where to look type situation so like that's why they thought oh maybe he's like a student so so if say he's a surgeon or a surgical um, student I mean, I'm sure they've got kidneys knocking around. Mm, yeah, that's, so that's true, yeah. It, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean it's Catherine Eddowes. Not, um, not human ones, obviously. Yeah. But do you like eating kidney? Um, I wouldn't choose to eat a kidney, but my nan, like, I think it's just like a nostalgia thing. My nan makes like a steak and kidney pudding yeah. that I used to have when I was a kid. Um, when I, um... I mean, I'd eat it with that, but like, I wouldn't have, I like, wouldn't have just have a plate of kidneys. No. But I'm when I was younger, when I was a meat-eating person, I used to love a steak and kidney pie, yeah. steak and kidney pudding. Yeah. But I was talking about it with my brother last night, that's the thing, we were talking about like, foods he won't eat. He's like, oh, some people, I've, I only found out this week, some people eat liver, and I was like, I used to bloody love liver. Yeah, no, I'm not a liver and onions or oh, liver and bacon. I used to love liver, onion, liver onion and bacon, shit, that was some mashed potato. Ugh. I used to love that. Yeah, no. Um, I realised I just, <laughs> I just <laughs> instinctively licked my lips and, and, and teeth like fucking lector. Um, <laughs> Isn't it like Chianti and yeah, yeah. fava beans? Yeah, fava beans and a fine Chianti. <laughs> Uh, and yeah. can I just make a point this is he's licking his lips and he's a vegetarian and I'm the, I'm, I'm the meat eater I and I'm like the, oh, um, absolutely the not the sense memory of enjoying it though yeah. I couldn't eat it now but um, yeah. I have the sense memory of enjoying that when I was younger yeah but I guess like back in the day beggars couldn't be choosers <laughs> with like what they were eating yeah people were literally starving in the East End still are yeah I'm just going to mention, like, I touched upon it briefly, but I'll just mention it again. Um, So we are currently in the City of London, and like I said previously, this is a completely different police jurisdiction back in the day. So this is where Scotland Yard would have been. And, like, if we sort of, for American listeners, I guess, Whitechapel back in the day would have been, like, just your standard, like, police force... Scotland Yard back in the day would have been like the FBI. Yeah, the elite. The elite police force. So to have a murder in their jurisdiction ramps up like the police force. Yeah. Ramps up how much attention that the crime's been given. Um, Yeah, just like gone from small town police officers to now like special forces type situation uh, because a murder was committed in the lines of it's all right if someone dies over there but they happen here yeah that's it the badge is coming out (laughs) exactly I'm going to chase you with my truncheon yeah you come on my turf for this shit not just bobbies anymore (laughs) no (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, I think that's I think that's it for Mitre Square. Mm. It's a bit um, it's a bit posh now, isn't it? It is. All the bankers around here. Well, it's only around the corner from, like we're saying, St Paul's is around there. You've got the Gherkin yeah. here. There's a lot in this area. Yeah. We're not far from, like, Cannon Street and... Um, no. All that kind of City of London area. City bankers. But, yeah. Let's have a look. We've got one more, one more location yeah, to visit. And then we've cool. got some other meaty stuff to talk about. The yeah. other victims. So, now we've got to go back to Spittle, Spitalfields. So, it's probably another 20-minute walk. Oh, bloody hell. What's the time? Uh... 10 to 1. 10 to 1? Yeah. Flipping egg. Right, I'm going to get a sandwich on the way, I think. Yeah. We're going past a pret or something. Get something, yeah. Okay, we've got the secret vigilante handshake. Now we need code names. I'll be Q-Ball, Skinner can be 8-Ball, Barney will be 12-Ball, and Mo, you can be Q-Ball. You're an idiot. On our way to our final destination, we've gone past the pub. Mm-hmm. And you said it's uh, of significance. Yeah, so... It's the Ten Bells. The Ten Bells pub, yeah. So, um, a lot of the victims were mentioned to have been in the Ten Bells pub at some point in their last evening. So, uh, Catherine Eddowes um, and... Long Liz. Long Liz and Annie Chapman, they've all been mentioned to, to have either been around this pub or been in it. Um, so yeah, it's it's always mentioned in like ripperologists' notes, mm. um, and it's still here today as a pub. One thing I was going to ask, I forgot earlier. Yeah. <clears throat> we talked about the double event. Yeah. And if the guy, if he's murdered a woman, yeah, and he walks twenty minutes to another one, yeah, I was thinking how he didn't have blood all over him. Okay, so. Oh. One of the theories is that Jack the Ripper actually wasn't a man. Oh, I like that. So, there's a theory called Jill the Ripper. Right. And the reason why he or she went undetected through the streets of London was because she was a midwife. Oh. Or, like, some kind of, like, nurse. And she was able to walk around London covered in blood and it wasn't, like, weird. Mm. And that's the Jill the Ripper theory. I still think even if I saw a midwife walking on the street, if I saw someone covered in blood, I'd yeah. be like, you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know if you're thinking about it as someone in the 21st century. Well, I century. definitely am. I have nothing to um, go on as... But like, I don't know. I, I understand where you're coming from and, like, you're 100% right, but at the same time, it's like... How, back then. Yeah, how common would it have been? Like, you know I live in Yorkshire, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> no comment. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so... Ten bells. Yeah, the ten bells. I'm just um, I'm on the website now. I just want to see like if there's anything. They mention ripping. Yeah, that I could give you a little bit more. Look, there you go. Jack the Ripper. On their Wikipedia page, ten bells. Jack the Ripper. Okay. Some accounts of the Jack the Ripper story link two victims, Annie Chapman and Mary Anne, uh, Mary Jane Kelly. Sorry. So Mary Jane Kelly is the victim, the last one that we're, we're actually to, going yeah. to now. Um, so Annie Chapman may have drank at the pub shortly before she was murdered and it's been suggested that the pavement outside the pub was where Mary Kelly picked up clients as a prostitute. Whoa. Public house was named Jack the Ripper and memorabilia relating to the case was displayed in the bar. The brewery ordered the change back to its original name after a long campaign to reclaim the night. 
officer there, yeah. Uh, he also says that Mentioned him from hell. Yeah. Alan Moore, the artist, Eddie Campbell, film adaptation from hell, also features the pub, including oh. scene with Johnny Depp, Inspector Abilene, having a drink, ripper victim Mary Kelly. So there, there you go. go. Ten bells. I'm glad I mentioned it now. Yeah. Because I, I knew know. that it was significant, but I couldn't remember how significant. Um, but yeah, so I've taken a picture, so you can put that on the website. Wonderful. Yeah, there you go. A little bit of, little bit of history for you. Right, let's wander to our final destination. Yeah, not, not far, far from here, for, is it? No. Uh, Carry on this way, or? Right. It's a two-minute walk. Oh, it's really close. Yeah, Which, if she is corner. picking up clients on that mm-hmm. corner... You could have walked down the street. Very, yeah, we might be walking the same route. I don't think it was, Jill. No. No, I don't either, Like, but it is a theory that people have posed. Because of, like, the whole... Just because of, like, if he's a man... Yeah, I mean... He's so much more... Like, he hates women. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And the thing is, as well, there's been several people who have said that they've seen um, the victims and they all had a similar description of a man that had the same sort of... A gentleman. Yeah, same sort of features. There you go. So we're walking the route, yeah. Yeah, I could be Jack and you could be um, Mary Kelly. What's her name? I was going to call Slicey Chops. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> Slicey Chops. Yeah. Word to the wise British candy is a bit sweeter than what you're used to across the pond. <laughs> Look, T Bear, just fork over the brown. This is nice and quiet. Mm. Almost like you could commit a murder here and no one would know. <laughs> So yeah, um, in my opinion, this is the most interesting um, victim, if you like. So the difference between this murder and all the previous is the fact that Mary Jane Kelly was actually killed in her own home in a room. I didn't know that. Yeah. So all the other victims were killed on the street. On the street, yeah. Just in the middle of anything. So the theory is that she picked up this gentleman outside the Ten Bells, just said, I have a lodging house just down here. That sh- so a week before the murder, she actually shared the place with her long-term boyfriend. Even though she was doing prostitution, mm-hmm. she was doing it to make money. Like she wasn't doing it for the sake of it. Um, but he didn't like the fact that she was a prostitute. Really? Yeah. So they kind of split up. But previously she was living in this lodging house with him. But I think at the time she was living there on her own. Um, but yeah, basically the theory is that she picked him up from the pub. Took him back to her lodgings. And he literally just murdered her in her room. And he's got all the privacy in the world there. Yeah. Um, her body was discovered the day after or the morning after, I should say. Oh, yeah, we didn't um, say the date of this. This is November, yeah. right? Okay, yeah, I've got the date here. So... November 9th. Yep. Yeah. So it's a little bit of a time after. It's like a month, a little bit more than a month after the last one. Yep. Yeah. He's taking a break, but he's going to make up for it. Yeah, so what happened was um, her body was discovered by... Um, so she was behind on her rent, and the person, the landlord who owned the property, sent one of his workers round to her place to kick 
up the rent that she owed and he discovered the body um so the it was the door was locked but basically the window was so i'm not being like a cat <laughs> i'm just trying to block the wind because yeah. if the wind blows in it's coming from behind um, me so what happened was he went to pick up the rent and there was a window that was broken that she had covered with a piece of fabric um so he kind of poked the fabric through the hole and was able to get into the property right because it was locked so it was locked from the inside so either she locked it and then got murdered or he locked it while he was doing it um but yeah so this is the interesting one and this is the one that slightly differentiates from the rest of them just because it was done inside but the fact that it was done inside gave him so much more time to completely <laughs> mutilate this poor woman Right. Um, so I got some details on like. And you showed me a picture. It wasn't yeah, nice. And I think is it if you go to oh, you've been to Man Two Swords. Yeah. Isn't there a replication of her like corpse in there? Well, there might have used to be. I swear I remember that from when I was a kid and being like horrified by it. I don't really remember. It's in the obviously it's in the dungeon yeah. bit. It's in the creepy yeah. bit. Yeah. I've, I've only been to Madame Tussauds once and I've only been there like years and years ago. Yeah, I, I, I have a memory is. of when I was a kid because yeah. they lean into the whole Jack yeah. the Ripper stuff. There so, being like a, a wax replica of yeah. her remains. Yeah. Um, so the body was discovered lying on the bed in a single room where she lived at 13 Miller's Court. So now it's been built upon and it's like somewhere around here somewhere around here but it's basically offices now yeah um so it was discovered at 10:45 a.m on friday the 9th of november by the guy that i said um the landlord's worker um her face had been hacked beyond all recognition with her throat severed down the spine so like that way rather than that way right chin chin to chin to, to navel yeah navel sorry <laughs> um i will point out <laughs> the woman who was standing next to us has now got up and left <laughs> um and it says and the abdomen almost emptied of its organs so literally Ooh. everything in her stomach like, out. now not there <laughs> her uterus kidneys and one breast had been placed, so he'd basically chopped her boobs off and moved One? Them. Come on, one of them. Well, it says one in these notes that I've got, but I actually read somewhere else that it was both of them. Right, okay. So, one or both um, had been placed beneath her head, and I don't even know what that is. Viscera. What's that? Gore. Gross. Blood and flesh. And other than... Flesh and and other than viscera from her body placed beside her foot um, and sections of her abdomen and thighs upon the bedside table. Jesus, she was the redecorating. Heart, the heart was missing from the crime scene. So everything else was spewed They around, never found the heart. But the heart was missing. I think yet. Maybe. It was a bad taste in your mouth, didn't it? Yeah. But yeah, so this was the last of the canonical five murders. Do you think he knew this was going to be the last one so he went all out? Um, I guess that is a theory. I think yeah, I just he... made it up. <laughs> <laughs> no, so there's that, or there's also the theory that some historians think um, he was either incarcerated mm-hmm. and like put in an asylum for being batshit crazy, or he died. 
Right. So there's like different theories of like why the murder Why would you stopped. suddenly stop? Yeah. But I guess it is a really good theory that why would not go all out? Yeah. I just feel like the way he's carrying on, yeah. it feels like a hard thing to stop. Apart from Long Liz, the what happened got progressively worse as the murders went along. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's a weird one. Yeah. But he definitely went all out because he had the privacy of being indoors. Yeah, he was like, finally. Yeah. So I feel like... I wonder if he always wanted to go this far but was worried about getting caught or he, he built up to it. Yeah. Um... He would, he did bigger a bigger kick each time. This was his the last victim of the canonical five, but as we mentioned at the beginning, there's a total of eleven people who could be linked. Yeah. And then there was two before, and the rest are afterwards. Yeah, I and mean, I've got a long list of them, but yeah. it's all kind of similar stuff. Yeah. And it's all just sort of like it doesn't one hundred percent match up or this. Yeah, there's there's difference. So. Mary Jane Kelly is the youngest of all of the victims. She was 25, and the rest of them were between 30 and 45. Right. So she was quite a bit younger. Um, but apart from that, she was prostitute, like all the other victims. She was an alcoholic, like the rest of them. So they're all the same sort of people of the same sort of age yeah. with the same sort of problems um, but after this murder because it was so gruesome it actually caught the attention of Queen Victoria and because Is she of, the sick victim? <laughs> <laughs> but because of like this because of what happened to the five victims it sort of put um, like it put everything in motion to sort of protect these types of women and prostitutes and the East End and so after this happened everything sort of started being a bit more protected and a bit right. more money was sort of thrown to protect these people a little bit more um, but yeah last victim last victim mm-hmm. and um, yeah like you say the other the other non-canonical victims were all after the fact and there's like there. are I'm not going to go through them all because it mm. is just kind of like could be connected, evidence is limited and um, that's kind of the same thing with like with they're trying to track down who Jack the Ripper was like this, this, the eyewitness statements that because there were a few people who say oh, I reckon I saw him and all that stuff but they're mm. all kind of inconclusive there's, yeah. there's not enough to go on is, is this just someone trying to get a bit of their five minutes of fame by saying yeah. oh I reckon I know it is all that stuff there's nothing really meaty enough to go on in terms of statements and stuff yeah and also I think um, so a lot of the other prostitutes in London um, were um, so there was a lot of like racketeering going on in general and a lot of the prostitutes sort of paid other criminals for protection as well so a lot of people didn't want to like oh I think it's this or I like didn't want to talk to the police in case it kind of like backfired on them because mm-hmm. they didn't they didn't have any protection really so yeah I don't think there was a lot of trust in the police because no one helped these poor people so why am I going to sort of like grass on 
why am I going to sort of tell them information when you're not going to help me? Do you know what I mean? Um, So, yeah. Um, Should we... The the, the only stuff now to go over... Now we've gone over the victims. Yeah. And uh, the gruesome cases of Jack the Ripper. I forgot his name for a moment there. <laughs> Whitechapel murderer. Of him, of the man. Uh, the only the only things that kind of we still need to talk about really are his possible identity mm-hmm. and the royal conspiracy. Yeah. Shall we... Suspect. Locate somewhere less windy yeah. for that. Because there's a slight breeze here and I know the, the audio cord is going to pick it up. Do you want to go in there? Because like, the building could climb... Let's see if that, mark that comes a little bit. Oh, yeah. I've literally had this phone a week as well. Right, let's go. Do you know there's like something that I've been trying to get into this audio and it hasn't hasn't materialised, so I'm just going to say it anyway. Fresh in the drink, Kavna. <laughs> I was thinking about her earlier. <laughs> Burns Casino. See, like, it's probably well, less windy when in I here. Said strumpet at the first one, that's exactly the image that was in my head. Strumpet's such a good word. Trollop is also another good Trollop's word. That's a good one. Gentlemen, I give you Britannia! Gambling with all the glitz and glamour of the British Isles. And best of all, the waitresses and showgirls are all real Brits. Fresh from the street to Sussex, they are. Fresh in the drink, Governor! Get out. We're just kind of sitting on the floor of some posh, yeah. like... There's yeah. no signs that says no sitting. Um, yeah, it's definitely less wind here. Yes, that's much better. So we are literally dead opposite Spitalfield Market. Yes. Um, but yeah. Okay. Should we talk about the identities? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, let's start with the one. You said there's one that people say is most likely that you find least interesting. I'm interested yep. to know which one that is. Okay, so... And if it's the same one that I was always led to believe was the most likely. Yeah, so I'd say like five, six years ago, Jack the Ripper was in the media a lot. Yeah, I think this is the same person. Yeah, and it used to annoy me because, like I said, I've been a into Jack the Ripper and conspiracy theories and etc etc amateur ripperologist ever since I was a kid so when it was in the news I was reading these articles I was like that's bullshit that's bullshit that's bullshit mm-hmm. um, and it was stuff <laughs> the telly, I was just room, like this is down. yeah this is like nonsense and like people would say oh this but, but they, like, they've identified it I'm like no they haven't I'm, so Emma <laughs> I want to point this point I have said stuff like this on my town before. <laughs> I bet you were scre- ripping your earbuds out. Oh, yeah. He doesn't know what he's talking about. I do the research. I know, you know I don't know anything about Jack but I just sort of saw a little bit of one of his articles. <laughs> so the person who people believe is the most likely suspect is a gentleman called Aaron Kosminski. Right. And the reason why they... Can I say, this is not the one I thought oh, okay. it was. Oh, so okay. So... About five, six years ago, um, a man bought a shawl at auction and it was believed to have belonged to one of the victims. I can't remember off the top of my head which one, but it had blood on it. I don't have the name. I haven't got the victim's name, I'm sorry, but I have the information here. Yeah, is it the same? Haven't got, yeah, I've got it, but I haven't got the victim's name. Um... I can go back and have a look, but one of the, I don't one think of the one of the victims. But basically, um, this man gave this short, or like sort of given, gave it to a historian who then sort of like did some DNA testing. Bearing in mind that the shawl is like over a hundred years old, so the DNA evidence is like 
grabbing at straws here, that's, in my that's opinion. Not what I've got here. Like, all yeah. the things I looked up says basically along the lines of I've written it because it, they, they all said this inconclusive results from modern forensics. Exactly. Um, so basically, the DNA that was gathered was uh, linked to one of the victim's living descendants. And also, this DNA, there was another DNA on that that linked to a descendant of Aaron Kosminski. Interesting. So they were like, yep, 100% fact. But just because they were linked with each other doesn't necessarily mean he's the one that killed her, does it? Exactly. Right, okay. Um, But yeah, people who aren't really familiar with everything kind of just say, yep, it's been solved, it's done. Do you have a name for these types? No. Just like your equivalent of like a muggle, that sort of thing. Like yeah. Like, oh, you know, ripper shysters or whatever. Like, yeah. <laughs> these people. <laughs> these people. Yeah, but no, like people like the Daily Mail who were writing articles to say that there was oh, conclusive so well proof. <laughs> <laughs> conclusive proof that right. Jack the Ripper is Aaron Kosminski. Like, so they were drawing just, in rubes like me, who was like, it's solved. It's, it's solved. solved, 100% <laughs> solved. All based on 100 year DNA evidence. Um, but yeah, so if we talk about him as an individual, it is interesting because he was a Polish Jew yes. that lived in the East End of London. Yes. Who? And we had the, the graffiti about the Jews. As about well. the Jews, yeah. Um, so the police did suspect that he could potentially be a Jewish immigrant. Um, another fun fact is in eighteen. 18- 89, so the year after, mm-hmm. he was institutionalised in um, a mental home, a mental hospital, um, indefinitely, like until he died, which also led people to believe that that was the reason why the killing stopped, because Aaron Kosminski went into an institution. Right. Um, so that kind of gives... Yeah, okay, that kind it, of lines up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so... Things do line up, and a lot of reprologists do think maybe he is the most likely suspect. He was a butcher as well. Mm. He wasn't a surgeon or anything like that. He was just had like he was a butcher, but I don't know if that means that he's good with knowing where things are. Um, I don't know. I'm not a butcher. <laughs> I mean, they have to. Uh, you have to know certain animals. Yeah. And there's not that much difference, <laughs> I suppose. Things are mostly in the same place. Yeah. Um, so that's why some people believe that he is the most likely suspect. I mean, in my opinion, the reason why he isn't is because it's not very exciting. Right. It's just not He's very just Yeah, but it's always someone disappointing. Did you know. listen to the one that me and Rick did about um, that man from Torred or whatever it was? Yeah. No, the Somerton man. The su- yeah. It was very disappointing when we found out who he was. Yeah. And that's kind of like the reprologist inside of me never wants to know. You want the fun thing. Yeah. I you just want the want mystery. Because it's the ultimate. Frivolous. It's such like yeah. the fun of it Icon. is it's mysterious. Yeah. It's like the Zodiac. So it'd be really boring to know that he was just some kind some of bloke. random, boring person. Yeah. Um, but I mean I can understand where people are coming from in terms of like him and like, his description and what happened to him like it does all line up but I just don't think you should put all your eggs in one basket based on 100 year DNA evidence which isn't 
like no it's inconclusive it's not, yeah it's yeah, inconclusive yeah. sorry so do you want to talk the about the one that came up for me yeah the one that I think in my head and I might have been mixing them up but the one that I was always thought was the one that everyone agreed on mm. and you might call me a, a fool I'm ready for you to slap me across the chops was George Chapman okay and you're like thinking really he's an outsider is that what your face says no um, are you like not that guy no because for me all the suspects that are like kind of lined up yeah are all as equally as possible and right, impossible okay. at the same time for me so like I guess it's just like the article I read said this guy so I just believed it was this guy but actually yeah. there's been articles about all of them yeah. So George Chapman's another a Polish guy. Yeah. He was the barber, the Polish barber. I remember articles, and it was a few years ago yeah. when all these articles around. Oh, it's probably this guy. He's a mm. Polish barber, and um, I don't know much about him. Convicted prisoner. Well, I've, yeah. What I've got is I've basically got the log line for each of these guys. Yeah. So if you've got more information to give me, okay. Let me know. But this is what I've got on George Chapman: Polish-born barber, convicted prisoner. Um, you ready? Yeah. Some people have theorised he might have been responsible for the White Jackal murders. They That's all know. I have. Yeah. I just remember yeah. that name and like, yeah, he was the barber guy. Yeah. I don't know why they he, they thought it was him. No, I haven't got any more information about him. Probably the same thing. Inconclusive yeah. DNA stuff. Yeah. Um, another person who is quite a high suspect same sort of situation like I, he could be he couldn't be like I don't really have much of an opinion on how much of you know I don't yeah um, is someone called Joseph Barnett do you have this? I don't have Joseph Barnett okay so he was Mary Kelly's partner the wow. one that I told you moved out a week before I'm just sorry, I'm just checking my other notes because I did make another note back here about someone else. So um, No, I don't have this guy, no, so, so let's go. Let's do so it. basically, he was Mary Kelly's partner. Right. And The one that she broke up with. The one that she broke up with yeah, and yeah. the one who hated prostitutes yeah. and hated... Mm. Yeah, so... The thing so what, so he's with her and she's a prostitute and he doesn't like it and he's taking his anger out on other prostitutes. Yeah, see, that's... This is the point that, like, I'm a bit, like unsure about because it makes sense that he could go into their house and murder her and do mm-hmm. whatever okay, to, yeah, he's already you got know like it's, it's, it's a rage killing yeah. through rage however like it doesn't make sense to me what link he has with the rest of them that's what I mean it's a bit yeah. wishy-washy isn't it? that's, like yeah. me, that's like Becca's like I'm really interested in football and I said well I hate football yeah. and going and kill a footballer yeah. because my girlfriend likes football I don't know it's a bit like yeah. it's not enough of a motive exactly but then um, if he's doing this to people he's probably not 100% all there yeah so maybe but, that um, is enough he, he has been mentioned by um, other people other historians other um, yeah as a possible suspect have you got anyone else? yeah Montague John Druitt yeah he was a barrister um, a, the, the reason that they're like uh, the, any evidence against him is very uh, circumstantial it's not amazing yeah but he is someone who um, his disappearance lines up because he committed suicide shortly after the last canonical murder yeah um, 
yeah that's just another one that's like in the running because there's yep. a little bit of evidence well you've got loads of suspects yeah this is just me googling it just so i can remember but i've um, just got i've got the um sort of one two three four five the six most sort of yeah but then i didn't have your second one yeah so joseph barnett it's only purely because he was mary kelly's partner yeah, okay um but there's Do you have um francis tumbleton uh yep he was an american doctor yeah quack doctor quack quack uh, my research <laughs> he was a duck and uh, <laughs> he hated women he was yeah. known he had a hatred of women yeah so this is really like again all of these are just there's nothing there's no hard evidence yeah. for any of these people that's why there's yeah. so many suspects it's all like a bit of inconclusive DNA or they were hanging around that person or circumstantial it's just yeah. very wishy-washy but this guy the mo- they've got the motive in line because he was like famed famed for his hatred of women <laughs> um, and was around at that time uh, but also the disappearance lines up because he went back to America okay. shortly after the last murder yeah. so he's got the motive and the disappearance in line and was around this era so again it's it's circumstantial but it's there yeah uh, a lot of people theorize on him yeah because like going back to what we said previously like why did the murder stop Mm -hmm. there must have been a reason and i think the most valid is they either got institutionalized they either died they either um because i think one of them i think it may have been uh james maybrick maybe i don't have him um so he is also someone that comes up quite a lot. Basically, he previously murdered his wife. Right. He's got it in him. Yeah. Uh, and then... Oh, I can't remember if it is this guy or not, but I think he basically... Yeah, so... Um, uh, it's one of the most plausible ripper suspects due to several pieces of key evidence which came to light after his death. So basically, in 1888, like a month after the last victim... Uh, he was found dead in the Thames and they say that that's why the killing stopped. Right. But he'd previously killed his wife. The only thing... So he had it in him but he killed his wife because he poisoned her. Right. He didn't, like, yeah, cut her up. Yeah, that's not the same, yeah. is it? No. Um, but there's a couple of other... So, like, we'll we'll get on to the, the royal conspiracy in yeah. a minute but, like, another huge name that's been thrown out there is H.H. Holmes. Oh, I didn't know he was ever yeah. linked into this. So he was... Cause I he know was, about the murder house and yeah, stuff. And we talked about him on Weird Tales. Yeah, yeah, we've talked about him. Yeah, because it was around the same sort of time, there was actually evidence, like, there was a list of, like, um, arrivals into the UK from boats. Right. And he was in the UK at the same time. Right, interesting. And the reason why the murder stopped is because he went back to America. Yeah, but it's still it seems a little like, bit like people. Yeah. Well, that feels like fan fiction to me. Yeah, they're trying because, to link up yeah. their famous killers. Yeah, because well, it was all the same guy. Because he's famous. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like, well, what about and like, <laughs> like no disrespect to American listeners, but I always see it's American people saying that it's H H Holmes. It's like trying to get a bit of America into like British. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. How dare you! No, I love I love anything to do with H.H. Holmes. Like I, I think he's fascinating. Interesting guy. Um, but, like, I'm a huge fan of Bailey Serian. She's a YouTuber who does, right. like, murder mystery and makeup. So okay. she, like, does a face full of makeup. She's literally just done a Jack the Ripper two-parter. Oh. And she was like, it's H.H. Holmes. So that's that's okay. what I meant. Like, 
It's I've only ever seen. So you're like, calling her out? No, I love her. She's amazing. <laughs> Bailey, if you're listening, number one fan. Big fan. I don't yeah. know. But, <laughs> but um, she did a series on HH Humps and then she did the Jack the Ripper stuff. Right, and linked them. She was like, it's that, <laughs> like joking around, I think. But mm-hmm. um, So yeah, he's been linked as a suspect, but I think... The thing is with the suspects, there's a big list. You've got that yeah. big list. If you Google it, there's a big long list. There's a big long list. But a lot of it, there's not that much information. It's just no. like, yeah, like I said before, they were seen around, they associated with that, they were seen with prostitutes. Yeah. They, you got uh, Walter Sickert, British was, painter. Yeah, I've heard about but him. But I haven't really got any speculative theories, no concrete evidence. It's yeah. just, it's all speculative theories. Yeah. It's like if you're a bloke and existed <laughs> this time yeah. and drank in the ten bells, you're a suspect. Yeah. Um, William Gull, Sir William Gull. Sir. And this isn't the royal conspiracy, but he is linked to the royal family. Yeah. He's uh, a the physician. physician yeah. yeah, physician to the royal family. Uh, so suggested in, as a suspect in various conspiracy theories. Again, like Sukkot, like many of them, limited concrete evidence. Some of it is just like that would be a cool story, but I, yeah, there's it's very it's like I say, this is a case that's well over 100 years old. Yeah, uh, nearly 150 years old. It's really hard to if they didn't solve it then. The further you get from it, the harder it's going to be to solve. You're not yeah. going to get conclusive DNA evidence no. this time. And I think we are never, ever going to find out. Like, even, like I said, with the DNA. But like you said, you don't really want to find out. I don't want to find out, personally, no, but... Yeah. Yeah. Are there any other sus- suspects you want to... Touch upon. Touch upon. Or um, should we talk about the royal conspiracy? It might have been none of these guys, either. Yeah. Do you have one that you think it most... You, you stick in your... Do you know what? Uh, Aaron Kaminsky. No. You don't want it to be just him. Because just because I... Just you don't want it to be him. Just because I don't want it is to be him. Is there one that you think it is more? Um, no. No, not really. I don't know. Like, if it came out that 100% proof that it was Mr. Jones... Tom Jones. Whoever... Tom Jones, sex bomb, sex bomb. Um, yeah, if it came out that it was whoever, I would, I wouldn't be shocked. Mm-hmm. I would be like, okay, cool, but I would probably be, be really you'd disappointed. Wanna, you'd also want to be checking their notes, like says says who, because of yeah. why. Because yeah. I'm, I'm an amateur ephrologist over here. <laughs> Done my own research. You know, I said I will say this, and before we move on to the last thing, you, I said I know you know a little bit about Jack the Ripper. So I'll get you into the Jack the Ripper yeah. episode. You know how you you know way more than you let on. You're like, yeah, I know a bit about it. I can't believe how much information you're like <laughs> pulling off the top of your head. Ninety percent listeners, ninety to ninety-five percent of the stuff that Emma said on this episode so far, it's just been like she's off pulled off the top of my head. Off the top of her head. This is this is phenomenal. Thank you. This is the most information anyone I've ever recorded a podcast with has had on the subject. My dad says that if he ever went on. Um, who wants to be a millionaire I would always be his phone a friend because I know so much useless information <laughs> yeah it's not useful but it's like, interesting I have not got anywhere in life knowing this much about Jack the Ripper but yeah thank with, you with that on that note <laughs> as we draw to the end of this episode yeah 
which I thought was going to take us maybe like an hour and a half, we, and we have now been recording <laughs> for like so nearly we, five hours. So we met that. at half ten in the morning, and it's nearly half two. Right. Okay. So and we have done quite a lot of walking. Yeah, we've done. To be honest. So it's like four hours, but not much downtime. We stopped for Asani, and that's kind of about yeah. it. Um, Each victim was like a 20 minute walk in yeah, between. Yeah, this is going to be a longer episode, I think. Yeah. Normally these out and about ones aren't, so. Um, Let me see how many steps we've done. But it's a big topic, isn't it? We don't want to leave any done stone unturned. Done nearly 11,000 steps. So far. Yeah. So, on this note of me saying you know so much about it, mm-hmm. walk us through the royal conspiracy. Okay. Am I putting you? Do you know enough about it, or am I, I putting you so. putting you on your toes? I've got my notes here, so I'm going to be following so. my notes. You and can, if you miss something, you I'm going to hop in. Me. Yeah. Right, okay. Take it, take it away. So, and this is a lot of what the I've talked about Alan yeah. Moore's book from Hell. This is a lot of what that dabbles with. Yeah, so and this the is film. the stuff that maybe I know yeah. a more about. So the theory goes that Queen Victoria's grandson. Hang on a minute. My note. I haven't looked at his notes for a week. Who was very well known. Um, is this what you've got? Prince Albert Victor, known as Prince Eddie. Yeah, which is Queen Victoria's grandson. Uh, I think so. I it? think it is. I think that sounds yeah. right, but I haven't got it written here. So, I'll do a little bit of Victorian history. So, Queen Victoria was on the throne for like... How many years? Like 90 years? A lot, hell of a long like, time. No, not 90, but like... I think she Long. was 70. Long. She'd like... Our Queen Victoria, uh, our Queen Victoria, our Queen Elizabeth just undercut her right. type situation. So basically, she's on the throne for a hell of a long time, and her son, just like Prince Charles or King Charles is now, was quite old when he got on the throne. He also had a son who was a fully grown adult, like Prince William is now. Mm-hmm. So her son and her grandson were both known as playboys. And she was a bit worried about leaving the throne to them because they weren't very they weren't very good. They were like, yeah, just a lot of debt, a lot of women, shall we say. And Queen Victoria was like obsessed with her husband and was like, no other man is ever going to compare. So they was always kind of like second to Prince Albert. But anyway, cut a long story short. So she had a grandson who was obsessed with women. He also was obsessed with the East End because that's where all the cool women were. Yeah, not like, yes, where, yeah. So he would visit the East End a lot. Hanging out with the common people, having some fun. Exactly. And he would go in like whorehouses and pubs and stuff. Did he Um, own 10 bells? Probably. Because Who didn't? at the end of the day, like he wasn't the next in line. His dad was in line before he was. Yeah. So, you so he's know, having a bit of fun. Having a bit of fun. So the conspiracy is he was married, or he got married, and had a child with a Victorian prostitute, Catholic. So at the time, well, still present, uh, the royal family are Protestant. Mm-hmm. So she's in a different class like social standing she's also catholic so it's like two big no-nos right my knowledge of of uh, <laughs> the royal family and royal history is minuscule yeah you hate the royal minuscule. family don't you um <laughs> you lot aren't the biggest royalist <laughs> we have we have we have, we, have, we have really close friends who are like real royalists i love the, and there's no there's no animosity between us yeah but um the weird tales group aren't, aren't the 
biggest fan of royals. Yeah. Um, I'm quite a royalist, but at the same time, I appreciate why people aren't as well. I'd say me and Tiss more so, but yeah. none beef of us are massive seems, fans. Yeah, yeah. Beef's, beef's sort of in the middle. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, so Queen Victoria's grandson married and had a child out of wedlock with this prostitute from the East End. The Queen and the Queen found out and basically said that anyone who knows about the marriage and the baby needs to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. She used the words dealt with, but I think people construed it. We that know as what she means. Like Hush yeah, up. Hushed it up. Um so yeah, um so then her physician, which is the guy that you were talking about, um, went round and was Jack the Ripper to kill off the prostitutes that knew about the prince's wife and child out mm-hmm. of wedlock. And in the film From Hell, the mother is put in an asylum. And yeah. So I haven't read the book. So what does the book say? Oh, it's been a long time since I read the book. It just plays with all that yeah. in that area. But it's, it's a so good there's one. two conspiracies. So one says that Albert Victor was yes. Jack the Ripper. Um, and then there's one that says the physician the, was what, yeah, Jack so the Ripper. Yeah, so there's the physician. What's his name? I can't remember his name. I said it a minute ago. Sir Gull. Sir William yeah. Gull. The physician. The, um, the Prince Albert, who was known as Prince Eddie by a lot of people. Eddie. Um, <laughs> It's been it's like this such a playboy name. Yeah. This theory is uh, mostly discredited. This, this, there's not really much evidence for it. Um, he died of influenza in 1892. Before he could get on the throne as well. Yes. Way, when was the last death? It was 1888 still, wasn't it? Yeah. So this is four years after the last death. Um, but there was all these theories that the royal family knew that it was him mm-hmm. and they went on this big like cover-up campaign to discredit these rumors and protect the reputation of the royal family i kind of like how you said as well with the physician they would have done the same thing with the yeah. physician uh, rumor as well um so the kind of like how they did when they murdered princess diana yeah. <laughs> <laughs> check out this is this is emma's recommendation of the week weird tales and the unexplainable did royal conspiracies it was one of our most popular episodes when it came yeah out. Um, it's a tissy one um, so yeah, it's basically that the, 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 the prince was Jack the Ripper. Jack the Ripper, which is a really fun idea. Because, but like, there's not much evidence. Yeah, because like we said, um, a lot of the descriptions was that they were is a very well dressed, well to do man. So he yeah. stuck out like a sore thumb in the middle of the East End. And if um, and if the prince is hanging out in the East End, people are going to know about it. Picking up a bit of rough. Yeah. Picking up a bit of strange. <laughs> Water in the mouth, blue blood down. Yeah, exactly having some fun yeah he's probably going to want to be a little bit incognito but at the same time he's been raised by the royal family so there's only so much he's going to be able to fit in yeah Um, so there's that Um, and then there's the one about the physician who covered up the fact yes which is the yeah we kind of mentioned before and they're kind of the the two royal conspiracies which are such fun ideas but there's not a lot of evidence for it and also these two conspiracy theories weren't theories until the 20th century yeah I think it's just they people, were never it's like mentioned fanfic, it? like I yeah saying. they were never mentioned until I think the 1980s or something yeah. ridiculous like 100 years after it happened so there's like absolutely no credibility to any of it it's just a fun 
just a fun story, but in my opinion, I'd love it to be something as oh, exciting. Oh, like that would be amazing, wouldn't it? As opposed to someone really normal. If it was boring. the prince, that would be like yeah. the best. Uh, there's also, I don't know if it came up for you, this is, I've literally got like two lines on it because yeah. I was like, never heard of this. Have you heard of a potential um, Masonic connection yeah. to, the, to the killing? I think as well in From Hell, if I remember rightly, there's like, um, there's some like Masonic connections right. in that film. It's like, like um, iconography of mm-hmm. like, because a lot of physicians and a lot of yeah, doctors all of were all Masonic. Scratching members, back. yeah, back in the day. So yeah, so it's just. And there's the, a lot of Masonic stuff in um, Sherlock Holmes, which is around a sort of similar time. It's basically saying that the the Masons had the power and influence to mm. cover up if it was one of theirs, or maybe yeah. a few of them, to cover up the killings, to scratch each other's backs, and get away with this sort of thing. It's yeah. basically maybe it's the Masons. Chuck that idea out there. Yeah, which um, kind of lends credence to the idea that he was a surgeon. But I just think, like, even kind of similar situation to the whole world conspiracy, like, a surgeon, a well-to-do man, would stick out like a sore thumb in the middle of the East End, so which probably leans more towards him just being, like, a really boring, normal person. Yeah. Just but because, then, like, how can... Like you said earlier, like, how they, can he walk around so inconspicuous? Some of these people did say that, like, they saw some of these women with more well-to-do men than you would expect in the area. Yeah. I think, Emma maybe we don't know and maybe we'll never know <laughs> we'll never know and you know what I feel like I can sleep at night knowing that knowing that you can't come and get you because this happened 150 <laughs> years ago <laughs> yeah but um, did, have you heard about the copycat killer the co- I've heard about there was various killers that go by that name but go on so there was a guy oh, as recently as 2008 Jack the Ripper inspired a copycat named Derek Brown Brown found his victims in the same Whitechapel area of the East End of London where the original Jack the Ripper was active he even took victims that fit the same name profile this is mm. 2008 he's had a lot of influence hasn't he this bloke yeah um, he was caught after two murders but it's widely agreed this was a copycat case you know what another good idea for a film would be like someone they find out the identity of Jack the Ripper Mm. and then someone finds out he's Jack the Ripper's son (gasps) and it tries him balmy and he becomes the new Jack the Ripper oh my god (laughs) yeah I mean it doesn't sound like a good film it sounds like a fun film they just write themselves they do you, so you, you tie Jack the Ripper into it and it's like ooh you've also, you've instantly got a bit of interest because he's so iconic yeah. yeah anyway I think we've rinsed out of Jack the Ripper I'm flagging I'll be honest yeah. I'm feeling tired and we're, we're like basically falling asleep on we the floor like, next to this building do you know the funny thing is we're actually like sat on the floor slumped up against <laughs> this building basically how one of the victims was yeah I could I could feel I didn't sleep well last night I feel like I could do you ever sleep often. well you know, night before last, I slept great. I don't know why. And then last night, I slept like shit. And I don't mean like a sack of shit, just like slumped over, falling, as, like un- unconscious. I mean just like bad. I mean shit isn't bad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, any last faults? Uh, 
No, I think I'm out of thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> I think like, we've covered. I've become the tiss of this episode. Everyone. You listen to Withers. You know that sometimes towards the end of the episode, tiss <laughs> disappears. He just doesn't talk. He, yeah, you just, he just, you like tiss is gone. And then tiss will be like, you'll be like, what do you think, tiss? And he's just like, uh, yeah. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, uh, that's I me. Agree. I've, I've, the last couple of minutes, I've just wiped <laughs> out. I, I now identify with tiss. It's worn me out. This is the most exercise movement I've had for two and a half weeks, though. Yeah. So. um I'm not used to talking to anyone. I'm not used to <laughs> doing anything or saying anything. Or thinking. Because <laughs> you've been on your break from your yeah. degree as well. I will be your co-hosting brain. this episode, but I won't be <laughs> saying anything or doing anything. <laughs> this is my second um, Weird Tales episode, actually. It is, yeah. Yeah, because I, I was with the past, present and future yes. stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You did the season of scepticism stuff. Yeah. yeah. So much so. fun. But I would say um, you're basically, I'm basically the host, you're basically the host of this one. <laughs> this is like when Rick was so stoked to be able to host the uh, last Indiana Jones one. He's like, I can't believe I'm actually yes. lead hosting for an episode. That's so funny. So it's an honour. Yeah. An honour for you. And it's an honour for me to have you on here. Um, I will say a true Jack the Ripper expert, actually. I would not say Can amateur I... ripperologist. Yeah, can I use that term, a ripperologist? Yeah, sure. I, I think you've earned your stripes with this. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I have listened to a lot of podcasts and a lot of YouTube videos and a lot of documentaries about Jack the Ripper, so I definitely have earned my stripes, I think. So, yeah. Well, thanks, Emma. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No. It's going to roll over and go to sleep. Bob's just going to go to sleep in the middle of this building now, and uh, I'll go to Spitalfield Market and get some snacks, and then I'll come back and wake him up in a bit. Yeah, and you can carry me back to the station. <laughs> Sling me over your shoulder like an old bit of skin. <laughs> right, well, I'll record the intro and outro when I get back. I was going to ask, can I do the intro? As yeah, like you can do a, the intro. As, as a do it now, and I'll whack it at the beginning. Okay. Welcome to Weird Tales and the Unexplainable. My name is Emma Apps, and with me, not as always, but for now, is Bob Shoyer. Say hi, Bob. Hi, Bob. And today, (laughs) we are taking a deep, dark dive Mm. into Victorian England, and we will be discussing Jack the Ripper. (laughs) That was masterfully done. And you know what's going to be fun as well? No one's going to be expecting it. No, and it will now cut to me at the station. Yeah. From well, at the beginning of the episode saying, <laughs> I'm waiting for Emma at the station. <laughs> so get ready for that now. You're going to go back in time because you recorded this bit right at the end. At the end. So funny. And I'll record the outro stuff at home because I don't know what information I need to put into it yet. That's so funny. Like me from seven years ago is losing my shit right now. You made it. I made it. Now, I must tell you, kids, uh, Krusty has laryngitis on a bad back, so he won't be saying anything or doing anything. Thanks again, Emma, for joining me on this one. Uh, this is me back at home now, after the fact. Just finishing the edit. Guys, you know where to contact us. It's wtatupod at gmail.com. You can go to weirdtalesandtheunexplainable.com for all that stuff there. Um, I don't know what's coming up next, but something. So, yeah, a nice quick outro. Love you lots. Bye-bye.
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 